just a bunch of witty banter. Good play, Papa. Boys and girls of all ages, welcome to the spectacle that is witty banter. So, we're actually recording the intro again because we forgot to record Hunter's microphone part. My My bad. But uh, here we are, episode number 15. We're stoked. On February the 15th. We're getting all jingles and tingles in our stomach because we are excited about this episode. We're getting them other places in the stomach. (laughs) (laughs) But... Anyway, so it's been a little – we've had some latency since the last episode mm-hmm. because uh, Hunter has not been in Austin, but guess where Hunter is right now? I'm into ATX, dude. Yeah, he's in Austin City. It feels so good, man. There's so many, like, hot girls walking around and just, like, drunk everywhere. <laughs> just sloppy and prime for the picking, baby. <laughs> I mean, not like that, but, you know, yeah, it's a so good time around here. Hunter's here because we went and looked at some – well, tried to look at some houses. <laughs> and, we're, you know, we're thinking about living together. Mm-hmm. Those of you that don't know – the relationship between Hunter and I goes way – it's way back. All the way back to like fifth grade. Oh, this is the statistic I was going to say uh, in relation to that is that we've actually known each other longer than we haven't known each other. That's incredible. Yeah. Well, I, I guess would... we're both 22 years old. We met in fifth grade, which means we were 10 and 11. So we've been known each other for like 10, uh, 11 to 12 years. That's wild. Yeah. Holy <laughs> shit. Good stuff. Oh, Good times, yeah. great oldies. Yeah. Oldies 107.5. <laughs> We're super stoked to get in on this episode because... This one in particular. This, yeah, this one in particular. Because if you listen to the last one, we kind of talked about how we're trying to take it in like new directions. We're trying out new segments. We're going to be doing more like... Hunter's been adding more musical effects and blah, blah, which you probably noticed. And we're kind of going to expand upon that. Mm-hmm. We're going to rethink the way we do our segments. Yes. We're um, brainstorming. Yeah. We're going to have like maybe some more buffers as we go into segments. Uh, basically, we, we want to have like a grab bag mm-hmm. of segment, segments. And at any point in time during an episode, we'll be like, all right, this time we'll do these two segments or that two segments. Right. Um, the news is going to stay. We're always going to have the news, but we're going to do news a little differently now. Hunter, do you want to explain how we're going to do news? Sure, yeah. I mean, we're kind of uh, – we noticed that, like, we didn't really have any consistency with our news items beforehand. So now we're going to try and make it to where we have, like, you know, just a little gra- – like you said, like a grab bag of little quick fire news items that might just be like, oh, it just so happens that this, you know, yeah. thing comes around. We're going to, like, touchstones. But then we also want to have, like, one major thing that each of us kind of contributes that we can actually really dive in deep. You know, for about like 15, 20 minutes each on. Um, the most exciting thing for me is I think it's going to add more diversity to the news. Mm-hmm. Where as of right now, you were kind of getting the same flavor of news items. Right. Well, Hunter's going to be able to bring in what he thinks is important, and I'll bring in what I think is important, and you're going to get both sides of whatever we're, yeah. we're going through. I mean, not only are the links going to be different, uh, or, um, yeah, the length of each news item will be different, but also, yeah, like we're – we we're gonna bring in new topics. Like we we kind of we're going on a little bit of like a video game and entertainment industry thing beforehand. Right. But we're starting to broaden it out to where like if we want to talk about sports, we can talk about that. If we want to talk about like you know something that happened in current events across the world, we can talk about that. Or you know it's just like whatever. Yep. It's pretty. And it's gonna reflect. I think it'll reflect our own personal interests as like as what we're bringing. So. Mm-hmm. But one thing that will stay consistent. Always. Beers. Beers. We're going to be reviewing the hell out of some beers, and that has not changed. You know what we're all about here at Woody Banner? Beers. And sessions. <laughs> and sessionable beers. We love beers. a good session. <laughs> we trying to, yeah. Yeah. We trying to keep it sessionable up in here. So, like he said, we drink a beer every podcast. We review a beer every podcast. And guess what? We just so happen to have a reviewable beer right here for this podcast. What are we drinking, Hunter? So we literally only got this because it made me laugh uh, upon initially. Thought it was witty, if you <laughs> it will. It was witty for bantering. Uh, so it's called Dale's Pale Ale. <laughs> it's a lot of rhymes. It's lots of rhymes. Rhymes per capita there. Is um, it is brewed by Oscar Blues Brewery, and I think that's out of – you said it was out of Colorado, I think. Yeah, it says Colorado. I've never heard of this brewery before. Mm-hmm. And so, cool-looking can. Yeah, it's, it's a red, red, white, and blue. blue. I can take yeah. it. Uh, the Olympics are going on. The, gold, the beer itself is a golden hue, so maybe <laughs> I'm just saying. It is 6.5% alcohol by volume, and again, it is a pale ale. Um, we're actually, this one's just out of a can. 
So we're not we're not uh, high ball. I like canned beers, dude. Yeah, I would prefer drinking a beer out of a can than a bottle. I know, pro- I know I pro- Really? Yeah. Oh, I'm going God. on record, dude. Oh, okay. Why do you like the bottle? Why do you like the bottle more? I think that there has something to do with like the uh, like the way that the bottle is shaped that makes it better for drinking. That's why I dislike it. Really? Yeah, it's too. It has like the. It has like the kadunk 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 like on it. <laughs> kadunks off a can. Come on. <laughs> I guess. I don't know. Okay, um, so while Hunter's pouring up, just real quick, we'll go over what we've been up to these past couple weeks because okay. we haven't, we haven't talked quick. about yeah, it for a little fun. while. So last weekend, I got hit by another car. <laughs> that was fun. In the face. In the face, right in the face. I've been dealing with insurance companies all that. Then, friend of the show, co-host, if you will, Max Scott and our buddy Adam Shackleton came up to the ATX last weekend. Which I'm super jealous about this. Yeah, it was a fun. We had a fucking smorgasbord of good times. Of activities. So yeah. many activities. So, and then, um, other than that, just school, business as usual. I know what you've been up to. Uh, still working, still grinding, still getting that money. Yeah, Who's with the grind? Um, um, you know, I, dude, you better make sure you don't spill that phone. No, this is another perfect pour. All Good right. sir. Hi, I'm Hunter, and I do perfect pours. I'm per- <laughs> Hunter, perfect pour door set. That's what they call. Put that on your business card. Yes, sir. All right, so let's start. Go ahead and and give give the folks at home who can't see. This delectable fluid, what it looks like. So I think you already nailed it. It has like a golden orangey hue to it. Uh, Fucking pretty. It's a, it, it's a, it surprisingly, it looks really like a nice beer. Good job, Dale. Yeah, good job, Dale, and your pale ale. Starting out right. <laughs> um, when I poured it, I, we got both got big headers when we poured ours. Yeah. Um, Maybe so. that's because it's a year old. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> It was canned a over ago. a year ago. After we bought it, we looked. It was like canned a year ago. We're like, oh <laughs> boy. I hope this is sanitary. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so it's um, not. It is not very filter. It is very filtered. We can see through it very easily. Um, yep. All right. So you keep describing. I'm going to dive into it. Yeah. I mean, again, it's 6.5 percent alcohol by volume. It's a pale ale. We're kind of expecting it to probably be a little bit bitter. Um, but dude, it's good. Are you serious? It's good. Okay, well, it's really smooth. And here's the like, deal. I don't even know if I'm going to get any through this head. No, you're going to have to. You're just going to be sucking on the head for a while. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> it's super smooth. Um, a little like light and citrusy, and it's got it's got hop, but like so, it's it's yeah, in the background. It's good. so it doesn't attack you yeah, like an it's IPA. Not like a, it's not like a like a bitter Betty. It's yeah. just like a you know, nice. it's a smooth Sammy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I would get another sip in here. I'm yeah. Drinking it. What's your first impression? I mean, again, I got a lot of header with mine, but yeah, it's pretty good. It's it doesn't hit you in the face. Like I guess we're so used to trying out Indian pale ales that we're really kind of like yeah, we've gotten the bitterness like gotten over that. So yeah. when we have something that's just a normal pale ale, like it's it like doesn't here's the hit flavor us without the punch. Yeah, which I'm dude. Down I for. really like this man. Good. I really like. Glad this we beer. had like a nice beer because yeah, like when we looked at it and it was out of the can, we were like. Eh, it's gonna be okay, but exactly. It's, it's pretty good. I'm down. I'm digging it. Okay, so hell yeah, this is good. As far as flavor profiles go, I'm just gonna go ahead and throw. I mean, it, it smells citrusy to me, so mm-hmm. I guess that's what I'm picking up on, on the tongue, on the palate. On the it palate. doesn't have a. I don't think that it has like a long enduring pl- flavor flavor profile. I think it's just kind of like not much of an aftertaste, like a one and done. Yeah, yeah it's, it, it doesn't doesn't yeah. stick but on dude, your for mouth. Six point five percent. It's pretty smooth. I'm down. I'm, I'm liking it. Let's just try and chug this baby. Yeah, All right, we'll be right back, <laughs> folks. If we come back in like that. Has been. <laughs> in this next segment, it's called Drunken Dilly Dallies. <laughs> All right. Um. So let's go ahead and dive right into the news. You want to? Let's do it, dude. All right. This is witty banter. <laughs> All right, so um, do you want to go first or do you want me to go first as far as our I'm going to go first. A little, you want to dive yeah. right into it? Uh, I'm down because mine is actually – since we had such a long uh, layover between our seg- or our last episode, this one's actually from a while ago. Okay. Um, it's from the Super Bowl. Super Bowl. It's really just a shout-out. Oh, I'm giving yeah. a shout-out to somebody that I honestly for a long time despised. Oh, boy. I got to give it to Pete Carroll, man. For Pete Carroll? Pete Carroll is the coach of the Seattle Seahawks. Okay. And you despised him. I'm, yeah, I, I, I really just had a bad taste in my mouth for Pete Carroll in a long t- for a long time just because of his – like the way that he dealt with the USC scandal, like he left USC whenever they start getting all these like charges for paying athletes to come over to their thing, he just bounced. Okay, yeah, so, that's so I was shady. like, yeah, you're a snake, dude. <laughs> yeah. But he's an awesome football coach, and him and Russell Wilson, like Russell Wilson's also the second shout out, dude. 
literally pretty much just like turned that team around within two years, took them to the Super Bowl, gave gave it a dreary city that's full of rain and freaking just crap. Angst. You know, yeah, it gave Highest them suicide rate in the world. Yeah, it gave them something, music. something to cheer about. And now they're literally like the most passionate fans in the NFL. That's great. Yeah, it's, cool. it's really it's really awesome. Like Russell Wilson, it was his second year that he that he you know, he's a sophomore quarterback. Right. Took him to the Super Bowl, beat him. And like for most players, whenever they're like really good their first year, which is he was, mm-hmm. their second year is like a sophomore slump right. usually. But he like did exactly the same stats. He had like three thousand three hundred fifty seven yards, twenty six touchdowns. Like he did the damn thing. So I'm just giving a little shout out to those two. All right. Good job. And Peyton Manning, dude. He only had, he had oh, two inter- yeah I feel so bad man he had two interceptions so real quick we one did a, TD we did a drinking game where every time they zoomed in on Peyton Manning's face <laughs> he had a drink is it like the Manning like like the frown pretty much yeah. it was like I swear over three fourths of that Super Bowl was close ups of Peyton Manning I mean rightfully so though I mean it was his game to win dude yeah, that's it, it would have literally been his coronation as like the king of quarterbacks dude. yep. And he just he's whiffed it, dude. Oh well. Anyway, so was that that's that number was it. one? That was number one. Right. Yeah. So I guess you're gonna bequeath number two to me. <laughs> Queeth is happening. Queeth is going to. All right, so number two, just a real real quick thing about the new Apple TV, all right? According to Bloomberg, Apple is in talks with Time Warner Cable to bring live broadcasting to Apple TV. Oh, okay. So you know what Apple TV is, right? Yeah, we, we've discussed it a little bit. I don't really know exactly all the ins and outs of it. I just know that it's like an Apple product and you can – Yeah, so TV essentially on. it like streams anything you have from iTunes to your television. Oh, okay. also runs a variety of apps like Netflix, Amazon, Hulu. Is it your television or is it like your Apple television? It's like it's a box that you hook up to your TV. Okay, so it's right? like a cable box. So okay. for the first time, they're going to be trying to bring live streaming – or not – or live television through the box. Okay. So well, that's that was, cool. Yeah. Thought that was interesting. It's yeah, like absolutely. another TV cable alternative. Getting right. into that little market. There it is. All right, Hunter, give us number three. Uh, number three. Uh, it's actually a little bit sadder. Oh. It's also oh. kind of like a. Why, 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 and it's just it's. I'm my paying, spirits are so high. I'm sorry, but the, I, I gotta pay my respects because I really respect this person. Okay. And it's about Philip Seymour Hoffman. Oh yeah. I mean, the guy he uh, he unfortunately was found dead uh, February second. Uh, this ne- year needle in his arm needle yeah it was intense oh, but man. i mean he was like 46 years old but he like i honestly feel like that was one of the actors that i i didn't watch a whole lot of his movies i wouldn't I, say yeah, me neither. but like every movie that he was in i was like i would definitely consider that because like he's that awesome of an actor i feel like he was one of what are some of the ones of- you've seen him in um, I know I saw him in like Mission Impossible Three. He was uh, in Mission Impossible. Yeah, he was like a he was a villain in Mission Impossible Three. Uh, he was in Patch Adams. He was he had a really good role in Patch Adams where he was kind of like the uh-huh. dickhead doctor, but then he like turned out to be a cool guy. That's right. Um, he it's was also I saw this one movie of him called Cynic Doke New York, which is honestly one of like the most depressing movies I've ever seen. But it was awesome. He just did such a good job. Yeah. Uh, but I just wanted to you know pay our respects to that guy. He only had like. He actually only had like three or four major awards that he won over his career. Oscars. He had. um, Let me look here. He had an Academy Award. He had a Golden Globe and a BAFTA Award. But he was actually nominated for the Academy Award. Yeah, he was nominated for like twenty big awards. But like the the movie that actually got him like four or five awards in one year was Capote. But I never really. Oh, I really want to see that. I never actually saw it. But like apparently he just killed it. Like he was the only. I remember the year that that came out. It dominated. Yeah, he won the Academy Award for best best actor. So well. That's a news item, and it's a shout-out, and it's it sucks. You got, yeah, I got to respect the guy, you know. All right. Well, number four, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna <clears> to <throat> keep the, uh, the flavor the same. I'm going to talk about Apple TV again. Okay. okay. So apparently the newest iteration of Apple TV in 2014 might be able to act as a de facto gaming console. And here's how. <laughs> oh, I told you, dude, they're going to try and get in the gaming realm. See, I don't think they're trying to. Okay, so yeah, here it is. So what basically, what they're going to have is for the first time, they're going to have an app store created specifically for the Apple TV. Oh, okay. Because right now, all it does is just um, use iTunes content. Okay. So uh, essentially what can happen is a developer can now develop an app for the, for the Apple TV, and that app could be a game. Okay. All right, and then also according to other industry insiders, they're already working on, excuse me, Bluetooth <laughs> um, controllers. Oh, okay, Jesus. For the Apple TV, and I um, told you, dude, I knew they were gonna try and get some. Yeah, it's exciting, dude. Yeah, 
not that okay it would only be you, it, it'll be cool to see where it goes or what happens because obviously it's not going to be a good gaming machine until they get good developers on board and developers aren't going to be on, whoa that's actually interesting now that i think about it install base is huge for developing for a console yeah. if everyone owns this thing because they already own it for netflix and shit uh-huh. then they might be more apt to make games for it because they don't have to worry about people not owning it because right now is that like you think that's apple's game like idea or is that no i think like that's just like a like a like side effect okay yeah because right now the playstation vita doesn't have these amazing games coming out for i mean it's got great games and stuff but mm-hmm. They're not not a lot of people own it yet, so the biggest game companies aren't making games for it because you know why would they do that? Right. But if Apple already has a huge install base because people already just buy it for Apple TV, then they're like, yeah, well, we can make you know ninety nine cent games and they'll probably yeah. sell them through it. So I can't really speak to that as much, but uh, that sounds like it sounds legit to me. Right. Yeah, <laughs> but um, I'm all about it. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> okay, so does this this bring us into the long winded section? I, I actually have one more. Uh, it was one more, a little short fire one. Yeah, a little. I was excited to see that. A quip, if you will. Yeah, a little, just Two a little. And a long quip. A little note, because Walking Dead uh, started up last Sunday. <laughs> Chase doesn't like it, I but I actually show. love that show. But not only is it a, a, a TV, you know, I'm excited about the, the show starting up, which the first episode of the new season was awesome. Okay. Um, but they've been advertising a lot for the season two of the video game. Yeah, coming out episode one's already and they out. have it. All they've said is it's going to be available soon. But you know, I just kind of wanted to say I'm excited to. I think it's out already, man. Really? Like I'm I think sure. episode one, episode one might out. be out. Yeah, so I might be what's, checking into that. What's funny though is like I finished all five episodes of Walking Dead season one. Okay, and I really enjoyed it. I liked it. Every time a new one came out, I went home immediately. I played the whole thing in one sit down. Okay, and. You know, your save carries from one to season two. Oh, okay. But I have, like, no will to play it for some reason. Really? It's almost like I had the experience. Nothing to do with your complete disenchantment with Walking no, no, Dead. <laughs> the show is awful. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> Shut up. But the games are good. you. Yeah. Um, oh, but right, right now they also have Wolf Among Us, which is coming out. And they're in the talks. They're going mm-hmm. to be doing a the Game of Thrones, right? Yeah, Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I will definitely be playing that. I'm just going to do... Dirty things with Daenerys yeah. all day. Can I go back to the option with Daenerys? <laughs> Can I just have Daenerys like bone her dragons? Hey, Chase, I can't find the tickle button. <laughs> Dude, is it B or R? Oh, no, you got to alternate the bumpers. Where's the Where's the wiener button? <laughs> you you, you to, know George R. R. Martin made that button. You have to rotate the joysticks. <laughs> nice and slow at first. Okay. So do you yeah, have any more? I'm n- done now. So your new, your new stuff is over. Yes. So it's all under me. I got one more thing for this. Right? Okay, cool. So I'm going to talk about um, a new service that PlayStation is trying to launch. It is called PlayStation Now, and it start the beta is set to start, I think, within the, the, the months, the, 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 the coming months. It's going to allow PlayStation games, classic PlayStation games, in quotes. What does that mean? Um, we'll get to that. I'm not really sure, mm, to be okay. honest. There's a lot of... Already like, a little vagueness. Yeah, there's some vagueness in here, a lot Obscurity. of it. Security. Um... It's going to, going to allow classic PlayStation games to be played across current-gen PlayStation platforms and as well as non-gaming platforms, okay? Okay. So essentially what this sounds like is you're – okay, so first of all, it's going to be a subscription okay. model, all right? You're going to pay a subscription fee, and you're going to have access to streaming games. And it's like if you have a PlayStation 3, you can stream the game to your Vita or like a gaming t- a con- or a tablet – Okay. Or um, just any tablet or a or? smartphone? Yeah, it kind of sounds like it, and that's that's where like the vagueness comes in. It's, right. It's like how how am I going to play? Specific is how it? am I going to play a PlayStation game on my tablet? Yeah. You know, um, and this harkens back. They announced at the beginning of the year that they bought this company called Gaikai for three hundred eighty million dollars, and Gaikai is all cloud stream, like a cloud streaming service based. Company. Damn, I've never even heard of this thing. So yeah, they bought Gaikai, and essentially this is what they're using it for. All right. So, okay. So they're they're going to be streaming your content. Okay. Well, cool. Straight to your stuff. The first set of games that are set to release are The Last of Us and God of War um, Ascension, and a game called Tearaway. Okay. Uh, I, I noticed I noted that's subscription based, but they also said that they might do a um, like a I guess a setup where you don't have to pay the subscription, but you can rent. And pay per rent, maybe. Wow. They haven't mentioned if if your subscription fee is going to tie into PlayStation Plus. Like maybe if you have PlayStation Plus, then you get this as well. Yeah, like a if they did that, dude, that would be genius. That's fine. <laughs> you know. Yeah. 
But if you actually have to pay for this extra, I don't know if it's going to work too much. Okay. Well, actually, no, that's not true. Because I guess if I paid like a $50 a year subscription fee, I'd have access to all these free games after that. Right. Which is really cool. Okay. Um, I need to get a freaking console, man. I've just been out of it as far as gaming goes. I I've been getting real back into it. Dude. Yeah? I, dude, I'm telling you right now, I think I might get a PlayStation 4 just because of how much I'm using PlayStation Plus on my PS3. BS. Yeah. I've downloaded probably like 10 games for free now. And I'm just sitting here and playing games all day on my PlayStation. <laughs> and they're fucking awesome. Dude, if you get a PlayStation 4, that'll blow a lot of people that know you as mine. Good. I, <laughs> I like to be unpredictable. Yeah, I'm kind of that awesome and mysterious. So the one thing that I want to bring up, another analyst of the industry said that, like, PlayStation Now will never work. Right? That this is – there's no way. Because essentially what you're asking developers to do is give them – Give PlayStation a license to stream their game, which means people aren't going to go buy it. They're going to they're going to buy the subscription fee and then play the game. They're not going to buy the game. Okay, you know. And then it, with that in mind, the games I noted as the first ones coming out are right. all first party PlayStation games, so they own those properties. Oh, okay. So like, how you know they're going to have to convince third party games to be like, look, they're going to have to either give them a huge chunk of money. Or work out something where every time your game gets yeah, streamed, we pay get, you. Yeah, you need to get compensated for yeah. their games and stuff. So the beta is set to come out later this year, and the service itself is supposed to launch next year. So I guess we'll we'll kind of keep our yeah, eye it's on It's called PlayStation Now. PlayStation Now. Hmm. We'll keep our eye on it, and we'll see how it shapes up. Yeah, maybe we'll get a, give it a review or something. or just uh, we'll yeah. A little more insight with the obscurity that we have Yeah, right once now. we know inf- more information. Yeah, okay. Cool. All right, well, um, so what, how, what, Lilla, what time are we at right now? About 21 minutes in. Ah. Nah. I'm high. <laughs> yeah, we're about 21 minutes in. Okay. You want to do a halftime report on this beer? Yeah, dude. I'm really liking this beer. This beer is awesome. I mean, it's definitely not like – there's nothing about it that's it's not like, complex. Yeah. I mean, it's not like something that you're just like, oh, my God, this is taking me by storm. But it's like yeah. a solid beer. I'm it's just, like not only is it drinkable – it's it, you know it's easy to drink. It tastes pretty damn good. It, it has alcohol to it too. Exactly. You know? It's like, got a bite to it's it. It's doing its thing. It smells delicious. It looks pretty. Uh-huh. It's like a fine. The woman. head's finally dissipated. Yeah, the, the head's <laughs> going down. The excitement's over. <laughs> All right. So I guess we're going to move on to uh, the first round of our new segments. Okay. So I guess Hunter, do you want to bring to the table your segment first? Uh, my my longer winded news item, you mean, or a segment? Your the musical segment. Oh yeah. Okay. So wait, wait. Have you not done your long winded news segment? No. Okay. Well, that was mine. Oh okay. Okay. So you go. Okay, wait, folks. Everybody, <laughs> sit down. We're not done with the news yet. All right. Calm down. I know you want more. It's here. Okay. We've heard your cries. I mean, it, it's honestly, it was. It's something that we can both kind of uh, jest into because, yeah, I wanted to talk a little bit about the Olympics. Okay. Olympics, I think, are ending this weekend. Is it almost? Oh, my God. I think it's only like a two-week process, man. It sucks because the the summer Olympics are like uh, the whole summer. (laughs) Or at least it feels that way. Well, because when I did a lot of my research for this news topic, it was basically like right when it was starting. So, you know, I, I did, I noted on how, you know, in Sochi, there's all these complaints about like unpaved roadways and like crappy light fixtures falling out of the ceiling on the people that are like staying in hotels. I heard and some stuff. guy got locked in his bathroom. He had to literally. He was a bobsledder guy, yeah. and he busted down his door in order to get to his event. America, America, America! You can't hold us back, Russia. You and your commie doors, your iron curtain, as you call it. <laughs> America, we stop for nothing. The we tear down the Berlin Wall of bathrooms. Not gonna <laughs> fucking take us out but uh you know i mean they even made like an entire twitter uh hashtag soshi problems like they made a twitter handle for it oh my god and like dude like on the on the opening night did you hear about the attempted hijacking hijacking yeah okay this is from abc news this is the news item yeah all right this is well there's like i mean i'm just bringing a couple things in the whole news item is the olympics essentially okay but, I mean, yeah, like, uh, the ABC News, they, they showed that, like, there's this Ukrainian dude who got, like, really drunk on an airplane. Oh and he, God. like, attempted to hijack it. And he's like, take me to the freaking where the Olympics are being happened or whatever. Just and a random like, guy. Yeah, just, like, some Ukrainian dude oh or something. Lord. And they were like, okay. You know, like, and they, like, cooperated with him. Okay. No, no, no. Yeah, like, they, like, quote, unquote, co- cooperated with him. And then they just landed in Istanbul and, like... Detained him. <laughs> you know, like, oh my god! Because I mean, then what are they going to do? Like, k- keep flying where they're going to go? They they had to, you know, take care of the situation. Well, did he hand. have a weapon? I 
think maybe I, I don't know. It just says that there was like that guy a must threat have been of a, a terrorist attack. That dude must have been a burly Ukrainian. <laughs> I have been farming for nine generations, and I want to go to Sochi. And I mean, but it kind of goes with like you know just the inherent risk that the Olympians were taking and even going up to Sochi because there's like a constant threat of terrorism. Like there is, uh, Sochi is actually located 300 miles away from this like. Islamic militancy camp that's located in Russia. And get this, mm-hmm. the leader of this camp, they call him Russia's Osama bin Laden. Listen to how Jeez. villainous and awesome okay, his dude, name sounds. Out, man. It's Doku Omorov. Oh my God. Doku Omorov. Doku Omorov. Dude, like, I'm not fucking with that I know guy. that guy. <laughs> that guy easily has a nightcap every night where he just drinks blood. <laughs> that guy's a Spart blood vampire. Drinker. Yeah, but so like, I mean... It was almost just like I was afraid for these guys because there was like there's all these reports where these like Islamic, you know, fanatics were saying like they were going to be doing terrorist attacks on the Olympics saying like they're doing this like satanic dance on the on the bones of our ancestors and just on stuff the like bones this. Bones of our ancestors. Yeah, and you're just you like, get dude, a little melodramatic on, yeah, there, <laughs> Islamists. You're like 14 year old girl. You need to update your rhetoric. <laughs> all right. Seriously, fourteen yeah, exactly. Fourteen year old girls. Like you guys, if you guys just understood us <laughs> and the blood like and the, the footsteps goth, of our the mind. goth kids yeah, from the, Russia growing up. They're the goth kids. <laughs> That's ridiculous. That's their personality. Type. But yeah, I mean that was kind of what I was getting at. I mean everything's turned out fine. I don't think there have been any reports. Uh, I mean, did you see how like the one ring didn't open up mm-hmm. and the guy and that was the one ring that apparently like back in the eighties when they boycotted whatever. There was a movement back in the so day. I didn't hear this part. There was a movement back in the day when the Russians had the Olympics at some point in time. Real quick, I'm talking out of my ass because I didn't actually read into any <laughs> of this. for that, yeah. Yeah. So I guess it was like, you know, protest, whatever, and they took one of the rings off and it was on like shirts and stuff. Mm-hmm. Well, that was the ring that, that didn't open. Oh, okay. So it's just like – and then also everyone saw the ring not open, but if you lived in Russia – You they, didn't. They played footage from the practice. Yeah. And you had no idea. And, and plus, yeah, <laughs> freaking <laughs> subliminal messaging, yeah, brainwashing. Propaganda. Man. But like, All uh, power to the Soviets. Yeah. But like I heard about that, but um, I guess like the only other thing to bring up about the Olympics is just how bad we've done. Like, yeah. Sean White did not do a damn thing. Hey, come on. He I mean, medal, he didn't right? do any- no, he didn't get anything. He, oh, that's right, he got four. He was going to compete in four events, and he didn't get anything. Did he compete in all of them? He, no, he didn't no, do no, the no. He style. dropped out. Yeah, he dropped out of, like, two of them, I think. So he God. did, like, he did like the half pipe, and then he did another one, and he just, like, he just whiffed. And so did Bodie Miller, which has been, like, he's he's been a... Last couple of Olympics has been a disappointment. You know, oh, like they're has like, he? yeah, like because I think in his first Olympics he was like really raw. I think he got like gold and silver and something, and then like the last two Olympics he's just been blowing it. Damn freaking, it! Yeah, like it's disappointing. Freaking, woke up this morning and like Russia just happened to be ahead of us, and you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> like, this damn is supposed to happen. Yeah, there's damn freaking Putin. Putin. <laughs> Did you hear about? <laughs> and like a lot of the rooms that the people are staying at the economy. The accommodations that the Olympians have, like, there's just portraits of Vladimir Putin, like, shirtless riding horses around yes. over the country. I've seen some of those pictures, dude. <laughs> if that guy wasn't such, like, okay, I honestly don't know much about him, but I know he's a bad dude. <laughs> if he wasn't a bad dude, I would think that was the coolest guy ever. <laughs> if that guy was my president, I'd be all about it, dude. Right. Like, if I just campaigned, like, this is me uh, killing a bear. <laughs> and uh, That guy needs to be put into office. <laughs> yeah. That's my guy. <laughs> All right, so that's the news. Yeah, that's we're done. We're finally done. We and actually mean it this time. Yeah, and that's how um, listeners at home. I guess that's how it's going to go from now on. I hope you liked it. Yeah, we'll clean up the we'll we'll clean up the edges. Yeah, we'll feel we'll it iron out. Iron it out exactly. Like always, we'll massage it a bit. It's it's an experience for all of us. You're a part of it. Thanks. We here at Witty Banner, we appreciate you. Excuse me, sir. Excuse me, sir. You dropped your sunglasses. <laughs> all right, on to the next thing. Are we going to do music now? Let's do it, yeah. All right, so what's the name of the, uh, what are we going to call it again? Musical Mastery. Musical Mastery. Master! Master! Musical Mastery. So go ahead and explain what this segment is Essentially, this is um, a a segment that will allow us to kind of comment on a band, a performance, an album, 
something that we felt like stood out to us either in a good or bad or disappointing way. It was basically just an idea for us to be able to get to speak about music that we really were interested in. Okay. So it's just like – We're both really big music fanatics. We read into music a lot. We can see like the motifs and the symbolism. You know, like we have the musical literacy down. We understand it. So we kind of want to be able to review some stuff. Yeah, I'm down. So what do you want to bring to the table today? Okay, so what I'm bringing to the table is Young the Giant's new album. It's called Mind Over Matter. Uh, I'm just, excited for this. Now, just to give you a little, uh, just a little heads up, the album cover is actually really cool. Okay, it's like shoulders up of a chick, and Ooh. she's like she's like swinging her hair across her face, but like the, her hair is also like making a wave of water and stuff. So it's like it's like a wave that's made out of her hair. It's pretty, pretty trippy. It's pretty cool, dude. Yeah. And it's like really nice, classy wording, like just in white and like. Really small. Mind over matter. Mind over matter. Young the giant. So, yeah, I kind of wanted to speak in. And Let I, me preface your review and say that, like, I'm a huge Young the Giant fan. Yeah, from their well, first, from their first yeah. album, right? I, I, I listen to every song in the first album all the time. I actually haven't picked up the new one, so I'm really interested to hear what you have to say about it. Because mm-hmm. I've been thinking about getting it. And at the same time, they're playing tonight in Austin, so it's kind of... Are you of, shitting me? Yeah, they're playing the Austin City oh, Music Hall. Oh, that's freaking cool. Yeah, so... Uh, uh, well, that's really cool. Um... I didn't know that, but um, yeah, and, and I think that you'll appreciate the way that I was going to go about reviewing it, too, because I was going to kind of compare it to their first album. Okay, because but remember, here at Witty Banner, we put numbers on everything. And I'm going to. Yes. Right? yes. Hunter, uh, you're doing it right. Dude, do you think that I'm not a co-host here? Come <laughs> yeah. on, dude. I'm a fellow banter. I freaking founded this thing. Here at Banter, we put numbers and judge everything. <laughs> All right, so... Um, <laughs> So, all right, so uh, just a little forewarning, talking about their, like, going back to their first album. It's a self, it's a, it's just like the self-named album, Young the Giant. Um, I do love every song on that album. Absolutely. The, the, the guy's vocals are just this raw emotion, passion vocals. He yells, he sings out so yeah. well. Great, like, great instrumentation. Amazing uh, rhythm. Yeah. Great um, melodies throughout. And, and I just love the way that it was set up. It, it seemed like they almost just, like, picked up the guitars like maybe a couple hours before they recorded it and they just did it because they're awesome yeah but uh so so that being said going into this next one i was i was i was hoping to cling on to a little bit a little bit of that like raw emotion and passion and stuff yeah you want the the Um, cornerstone to be there so um the first like five tracks it's a 13 track album that's long can i ask you how long the album is 53 minutes Okay, that's a knock okay, against so, it in my book. Yeah, I agree. And, okay. and, you know, 45 minutes is about how long I like to listen to an Me album. Too. And so they're a little bit deviated from that. I, I don't think that the 53 is that far out, but I think 13 is a lot of tracks. It's a lot. So, um, but that being said, they're only like four and a half to three and a half minute songs, like all of them. Okay. So, four and a half long, though. Mm, it's a long song. So, um, it's not when I long. started listening to the first few songs... The thing that I noticed most is that they seemed very, like, radio-friendly. Okay, maybe a little they poppy. very poppy. Okay, but oh, they had a pop feel. They had a pop feel, but it was like a rock album with a pop feel. Before, okay. Whereas this is kind of like alternative pop. All right. And, you know, like, the guy's voice still sounds pretty much the same, but, like, even in just the first song, I started noticing, like, his voice sounds a little bit more, like, processed. Like... You feel bad because it's it, – it, it, I, I feel bad in saying that, like, it sounds more perfect, but that's almost a little bit of a knock against it now. Yeah. Because his voice was just so raw passion mm-hmm. before, and now You want to hear like, that. It's like in blues when you hear the doinks on the guitar, yeah. that's kind of what makes it. Yeah, and it's awesome. Right. There's a little bit of that just extra tonality and, and texture to it. Yeah. So his – so uh, the word that I almost want to use for the first, like, four or five tracks is, like, overproduced. Okay. You know? And, and it, they're almost like – they're a lot more for like fun. I feel like like they have great um, hooks as far as like the singing goes. Can you will you go ahead and clarify what a hook is? A hook hook for me is just like it's the thing that you sing. It's the it's like it's like the four or five measures that you like get hooked on and like that's that's the melody. That so you the chorus. Yeah, essentially. But like sometimes a hook can be in a verse if it's like a more notable verse or something. Okay, all right. You know what I mean? Like, all right. But, yeah, so they have, like, these, you know, the singer really does make very good melodic choruses and, and hooks for his lyrics. But, yeah, I, I almost want to say it's like, a, it's like a fun, like, upbeat, 
radio friendly. Does it sound? Does it sound like his singing style progressed or changed in any way? Um. See, in the first four songs, I, I think it did. Yeah, it got back to that a little bit more. Like you'd hear it on an alternative radio station. But that's what I was gonna say. Is like. After I got past those four or five songs, I think the last song that I really felt that way about was Mind Over Matter, which is like the you know the mm-hmm. name of the album. Uh, the next one after that is Daydreamer. And so Daydreamer, he starts like getting back into the croony kind yeah, of part of his voice, I which is like that. back kind of what he did in his first album. It's like almost like, like a 50s feel. Yeah, like a deeper red. Yeah, there are some very like swingy kind oh, of like. Oh, I love that. I yeah. Yeah. That's the yeah. best part. So he kind of like dug into that register again in Daydreamer, and I was like, hell yeah, I'm starting to feel a little bit more like it's back to the normal. Then the next song was Firelight, and that is by far, in my opinion, the best song on the album. Okay. And it's like, it's just him, his voice and the guitar, great melody, great, uh, you know, like time signature. It's just a really great song. And it sounds like Young the Giant of Old. And so I was like, boom, I'm back. Thank you for bringing this to the table. Okay. And I think that they really did a good job of kind of salvaging the effort at the end of their album. But um, see, do you want more of their oldness, or do you want them to kind of move in a direction that you didn't see coming but that you can be okay with? But that's the thing. is like they moved in a direction that I'm not as okay with. And that was the first few Which was songs. like, yeah, it was like the, the poppy. Okay. Like, and and it wasn't it wasn't like they lost their artistic integrity. I'm not going to say that. Right. I think that the, it's all still there, but they use they use it a lot more like synths. They use a lot more pads. Mm-hmm. It wasn't as much just like the band feel. It was it was it was overproduced. It was like a bombardment of sound. A lot Which more. like we like produced heavily produced yeah, music, but absolutely. when you're when you're listening to them, that's not why we fell in love with them. Right. Yeah. And you love the instrumentation. You love the individual notes and the chord progressions. But like mm-hmm. there are definitely songs in this album. Like I couldn't even hardly make out the the chord progressions. Because it's all just kind of like music, 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 and melody, you know, like yeah, you know, and so th- those are the main knocks that I had against it. That being said, it's very listenable. There weren't any songs that I just like didn't like. I That's liked all good. the songs. That's good. I liked all the songs. Um, so that being said, you know, uh, I think that they did a way better job on the back end of their album than mm-hmm. than on the than on the front. Um, just personally, that's what I think. Uh, I actually reached out to a buddy of mine who actually showed me Young the Giant. His name's Buddy Brown. He was in a band with me in high school. This kid can play the bass off your freaking pants, you know? Yeah, it, like, like, hurts how good that kid is at bass. <laughs> yeah, he has, like, these big, like, tarantula spider fingers yeah. that can just, like, literally he caress. He can play a note on the first fret and the ninth fret at the same time. <laughs> and so I asked him, like, what he thought about uh, Young the Giant, and he went word for word exactly what I thought. You know, he was like, they just lost a lot of the, um, a lot of that kind of like universal, like with the first album, it was almost like you could listen to the same song and feel a different way about it on different days. Totally. Whereas like, this is, this is a lot more kind of like, we're bringing this to the table and don't really, you know, like that's, yeah, that's kind of what it is. Um, and so I, I felt a lot of the same way. It was a lot more for like fun and entertainment almost than it was for the art. So you got a number for it? I do. The, and I'm going to compare it to the last one. So for the first album, I gave it a nine. Okay. Okay, and that means that it was like it's fucking great. Like when I I listened to the, some of the singles and like I never really got it, but when I started listening to it all the way through, like it went beep, and it like yeah. made it all the way up into like the list when people are like, "What music do you listen to?" Oh, this 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 and Young the Giant. You know, yeah. like they actually made it there. So I gave it a nine. But then with the new album, Mind Over Matter, because of everything that we just listed, plus the singer did this in five songs. Oh boy. He freaking oh, he had these weird inflection uh, upward vocal inflections where he'd be like uh, what yeah and I was yeah. just like he'd be like every time and I was like why <laughs> like it's distracting so he got some more he got some more points taken off of that for me so I'm gonna give it like an eight point three okay so you're gonna say it's a great album I think no or it's I won't a good put, album. I won't put great on it. I'm going to say that it was a very, very solid effort. I think that it's still better than like 98% of what I would listen to today. But just because I feel like they kind of, you know, their first album was better than this one, in my yeah. opinion. So and so, and version. like, yeah, I mean, I, I just think that they could have done a little bit more, a little less production, a little bit more art with it, you know. Well, I think that's a fantastic review, man. Thank that's you. That's thorough as hell. Yeah. Yeah. Really, uh, really good. Hopefully I didn't. Round of applause. <laughs> <for> <laughs> <Yeah. review. laughs> 
All right. So I'm not going to go anything super in depth as far as music goes. But to keep it on music, I just want to talk about the Sword concert. Yeah, and I, I wanted you to because I want to hear it. So it was me, Max, um, Adam, and Darian. And then this guy I used to brew – or I, I brewed beer with once named yeah, Tyrell. what was that about? You, like, you brewed beer with this dude. I brewed beer with this guy with uh, my friend Chris, and it turns out he's like a huge metal fan. And he <laughs> loves – the sword's like his favorite band. He's seen them like eight times now. It's like I've got all the Iron Swans. Yeah. He's had Iron Swan. We talked about oh, okay, it. Okay, cool. So watching the sword in their hometown because they're out of Austin – Okay. Okay. They get on stage, and dude, it was the best sword concert I have ever seen. First Jeez. of all, they had new guitars. I've okay. seen them enough to where I've seen the, that they have the same guitars. That's yeah. You're starting to know them if you know what guitars. They are had new Gibson Les Pauls, and they were all like wood grained, mm-hmm. and like oh my god, there was the most beautiful wood, like light wood on the top, and then the body was like dark, but then where. Where there was lines of the actual thickness, there yeah. was different colors. It was ah, incredible. Uh, getting me hard over But here. above and beyond, like, <laughs> that's what I aim for, man. So I hope Why do you think we do this podcast? Uh, yeah, I'm trying to get the audience real hard right now. Come on, it's a journey. Mm. Best set list I've ever seen them play. It's okay. not the perfect set list. If they would have put two more songs in there, I would. it would have been untouchable. It would have been Chase's little... Uh, but they played... Fiesta. The majority of the songs were off their older albums, I feel like, or at least over half of them. Okay. Maybe not over, about half. Then the songs that were new, the songs they played off of Warp Riders were ones that I freaking love. They played this instrumental Warp song Riders. off of Warp Riders that I've never heard them play live. And, like, it's called the Chronomancer Part 2. Chronomancer. Yeah. Damn. And it's all instrumental. And, like, they started playing it, and I was just like, what? Is that somebody who's, like, a wizard with time? Yeah. Oh. It's a concept album, dude. It's the coolest concept album ever. freaking dope. But they played um, the Fire Lances of the Hyper Zephyrians oh, off geez. of Gods of the Earth. Okay. And, like, dude, the lyrics in that song, and when they're right in front of you just belting it out, mm-hmm. we walk through burning wastelands, <laughs> sought out forgotten tombs. You're just like, yeah, like, holy shit. They did that. They played um, Lament for the Auroch off of Winter Wolves, which is sick, nasty. And it's just like the most random song that they happened to play. <laughs> of course, they played Freya. Yeah. They ended on Winter's Wolves. Ooh. That was the last song That's of their dope. encore, yes, dude. I know that. The last song of their encore. And like after, <laughs> like the, the song ends and it goes, um, May the winter wolves surround you, rip the life from your throat. And then it's like a bunch of wolves howling. The yeah. whole crowd's going, the whole crowd did it, dude. So <laughs> nasty. And it just got to the point where, like, my legs were sore after the concert. Just jumping. From, just going, going crazy. Fiend. And, yeah, the energy was unreal. Like, the whole crowd, dude, the mosh pit was insane. Because Darian really likes the sword, too, right? Did yeah. Did she say that was the best sword concert she ever did? She's seen them twice now. Okay. So she can't really be like, oh, out of all the sword <laughs> concerts. Yeah. Out of all of them. But yeah, she she had a – everyone who was there had was like, blast. dude, that what was What did Max have bomb. to say about it? Same thing, dude. He was like, that was disgustingly awesome. Okay. Every little bit. Oh, yeah, so that's good. so dope. I'm so mad. I can't. God, I still didn't even, like – you haven't even like seen this. Yeah, story, well, I haven't seen anything other than Rush with you. You honestly. Like. Oh, I'm a whole other beast at metal concerts, man. <laughs> I, I can only imagine. Yeah. All right, so that ends the, um, musical, the musical mastery. mastery. <laughs> Hope you guys enjoyed it. Yeah, like for a sure. Little, the syncopation we just had there. <laughs> so the last segment we're gonna go into. Or how much? Where are we at right now? We're at. 43 minutes. Okay. Do you think we have time for one more segment and mail? Oh, yeah. Oh, we got time. (laughs) Don't you even question, big boy. (laughs) Yeah. Look at my watch. It stopped for you, my friend. (laughs) I'm a chronomancer, bitch. (laughs) And I'm just rewinding it. (laughs) Okay. Well, we're going to do a little throwback. Woohoo. It's Get to Know Your Banners. Oh. Hey, my name is. (laughs) Hey. No, you you go My bad. What's your favorite? um, I'm sorry. What was that? Get to know your banners. Beep, boop, pop. Beep, boop. All right. And here's the question. All right. Are you ready for it? I'm ready. Hunter, tell us about the first time you ever got drunk. <laughs> the first time I ever. Is this the first time I drank or first time I ever got drunk? You got drunk. Okay. Okay. Uh, okay. I got to think about it. It was such a, it was a long time ago. I'll go first. Okay, go. Yeah, kind of refresh. Uh, sophomore year. Okay. Okay, you got me beat. Then. Robert Boothelay, he's like, you know what, man? <laughs> my parents are gone. 
I think I was here for this. This might be the first time you drank. I think it was the first time I drank, but I couldn't get drunk. I had to leave. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, this is an epic day then. Mm-hmm. So it's during the day, and he's like, my parents are coming home at like 6, but we can get hammered at my house now. And I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> Which is totally Robert yeah. Nuthalay for anybody that knows that motherfucker. Like, before that time, you know, the people who started drinking at – Ninth grade, I was like, I can't believe these kids. Yeah, oh, I was one of those kids. People hated me for totally it. Totally one of those people. <laughs> and I was like, right in my face, I was like, let's do it. Yeah. So we played beer pong. That's all we did. We got like a 30 pack of beers or whatever. We we played beer pong and like I got wasted. Yeah. I got so drunk. Mm-hmm. And it's like six o'clock. We clean up and we're like, now we're all drunk as hell. Mm-hmm. More people than the core group that we started with ended up over his house, and luckily they're the ones who drove us away from that. <laughs> and after like, where should we go? Like, oh, we can't do anything because we're drunk and everybody knows it because we're paranoid. <laughs> Let's go to Chili's. Everybody knows. So a bunch it. of drunk sixteen-year-old kids. <laughs> Rolling, Everybody knows it, so let's go to Chili's. Yeah, rolling eight deep in a Chili's. That waiter's like, great. This is exactly what I wanted at 4 o'clock. <laughs> exactly what I needed. And I'm like, yeah, excuse oh me, my sir. God. I won't have this the is a total, total FML moment <laughs> yeah. for that waiter, dude. So the first time I got drunk was just straight up beer pong, went to Chili's, like ate a – I did the perfect drunk thing to do, you know? Mm-hmm. I went ate horrible food afterwards. Yeah. I think I played like Guitar Hero the rest of the day. <laughs> I remember my, my my parents being like, oh, we were kind of on to you. We knew something was up. Uh, yeah. You're like, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, I'm at my friend's playing games. Yeah. You know, just, <laughs> which typically was typical anyway. Yeah. Um, See, I can't remember as vividly my absolute first time of getting drunk. Yeah. But I can remember like in my very early stages, like when I got super wasted. Well, dude, just yeah, lay okay. that on. So I'm gonna. So it, it was it was at Mekong. It was okay, and it was uh, so like you know you come up and like me Robert Robert would always yeah Robert was in this one the instigator dude like, <laughs> the instigator dude just do a butt chug man it gets you messed up we're like okay I'll do a butt chug <laughs> what's that let's do it so um, yeah he drove us up to Austin uh, he was like dude this is crazy party my brother and father's dude let's do it dude and I'm like okay you got so it. Um, so we got up there and like I had no idea what to expect man I just thought it would be like a random college party but like little did I know Mekong. For anybody that doesn't know, is like the biggest one of the biggest parties on campus at UT. It's it's gigantic. It's like a lot of football players show up there. Yeah, yeah. It's not like what we're shooting for, but like. Oh no no no! Robert said he recently he met one of the basketball players. Yeah, like a lot. Like it's so big that like even people that don't normally come to fraternity parties come to this party. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so like we got up there and. Um, we started drinking. We started pre-gaming over at one of his brother's friend's house. And, like, I hated whiskey coke, but I was just trying to, like, act like a hard ass yeah. and, like, trying to take it down. This will put some lead in your pencil, yeah. son. <laughs> I'll put it like, your chest. Whatever will put lead in my pencil, sir. <laughs> yeah, my pencil's got no lead. <laughs> <laughs> it's like point two. I'm using pen. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, yeah, I started uh, I started getting a little, a little wasty and... It's a camo party, and so, yeah, I mean, everybody dresses up in, like, their nice camo. Robert was dressed in this, like, like covering up his face camo, like, one of those things that, like... Had the paint and everything? No, it was, like, one of those things that, like, the snipers in the fields wear, so that, like... Where did you, you get that? <laughs> I don't know. Somebody just gave it to him. I think his brother did. But, yeah, I, like, put I put camo all over my face and stuff, which is probably a little much, but... Yeah, it was it was pretty awesome. I got drunk, but, like, the thing that was really bad about it... We actually kind of talked about this a little bit earlier, is, like... I was so blacked out, and we uh, we decided, like, we had to leave. Riley was actually with us, and he got, like, attacked by one of our security guards. <laughs> so, so, like, luckily one of the chicks that we were with, like, saved him. But we were like, we got to get out of here, you know, we got to go home. And, like, being that we had no idea anything about the campus, we were from Dell, and we were trying to go to Jester, which is honestly probably, like, a freaking 10-minute walk. It's, like, less than a quarter of a mile away. And I was like, I'll drive. I got it. So, so not only did I, like, back out. Like, I was 18, pitch pitch black drunk. Oh, my God. But, but, like, I backed out. I, like, drove different people to different places and dropped them off. But we got we made it home safe, man. Like, it was crazy. I was like, I couldn't Thank believe God. the next couldn't believe the next morning that I had actually drove, man. It was not a good idea. But uh, for all those who listen out there underage. Don't be doing that shit. Yeah, that's... Actually, just no one in general will do that. Exactly. Shit. No one. I don't care how old you are. But don't yeah, get blacked I mean, out and go drive. It was. Uh, it was definitely a memorable experience because I remember Bob being like Hunter. 
You're the clutchest drunk driver ever, dude. <laughs> You're like, I'm going to get yeah. that tattooed on my ass. Yeah, I thought I was like the shit after he told me that, you know. Yeah. But uh, so, yeah, that was kind of like the most memorable first drunken time that I had. Excellent. Right. Yeah. So let's get to know your banners. Yeah. Now you can get some more insights. Yes, sir. To your host. Okay, so now we're going to go ahead and move on to the to Nick's mail corner. It's Nick's mail corner. And what's really awesome is, like, we have mail. Yeah. Not- and we have been clamoring for mail for the last 14 it. episodes. Ugh. 15 episodes in, we got our first mail. And not only did we get our first. Well, I mean, we got, we've had mail. We had mail for We a had, yeah, but I'm talking about the first, yeah, I guess. Nick's, Nick's The non-patrons. Is, yeah, the non-people that, like, we actually don't really know that well. But we got some, we got two mails this time. Yeah, we've got two emails. We're excited. This, it's unbelievable. Yeah. Really. <laughs> like, I opened Our jollies up, are getting and off. I was just like, okay, I see. That's one. T- there's two things in bold here. I, I logged into the wrong account. Let me, let me check again. Who am I going to touch me on me? So. So, praise is out to the people that actually took the time you. to do it. Seriously, like, we you made of, our episode. I'm telling you, if you listen, like. You're a friend of the show. Yeah. You're our friends. You get you get to know us. It's like an effort. Yeah, so you know, please, like, like talk, communicate. We want this to be a back and forth. Yeah, it's like a party. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a banter sessionable party. Okay, so the first one we're going to read is from Max Scott. And Max says, yo, banter boners. I wonder, I wondering <laughs> since the new year started. <laughs> I wonder. I wondering since the new year started and, and you two are some of the biggest movie and television buffs I know. Are there any projects that are upcoming in 2014 that you're particularly excited for? And then he signs off, there is no spoon. Ooh. <laughs> oh, getting, nice. A little, getting nice and nerdy on us. I like Real it. Real down and nerdy. Okay. Um, as far as stuff that I'm excited for coming up. So the, the movie I want to throw out is a movie called Interstellar. And mm. it's starring Matthew McConaughey and I think uh, Anne Hathaway. And it's Christopher Nolan's new new movie. Dude, he has another new movie? Because I, I know he was doing Godzilla. Is he doing Godzilla? He's doing a new Godzilla. It's oh, going to be. Dude. Dude, it's going to be cool. Anybody I want doing yeah. a Godzilla. <laughs> it's going to be freaking awesome. Thank God it's not like Michael Bay. Yeah. i shoot myself <laughs> in the face. What if it was like James Cameron? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. we'll be taking it. But Christopher Nolan. Yeah, Christopher Nolan will be like. Um, so <laughs> Interstellar looks really dope. There's the new Wachowski twins movie, the directors who did The Matrix. Okay. They have a new movie. I God, I always forget the name, but Channing Tatum and Mila Kunis are in it, and it's like a super sci-fi looking thing. Wow, okay. I've been super into sci-fi recently. Okay, yeah, um, for sure. And so I don't know if that's even coming out this year, but I'm really looking forward to that one. All right. Um, and then one more I can also mention is – I can't remember the name of it either, but it's with um, Tom Cruise. It's Tom Cruise and oh, Olivia Wilde. Oh. No, 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 no. If Elizabeth, it's Olivia Wilde. I'm gonna go see it. No, oh my God, it's not her. It's not her. Uh, she was she was in Gulliver's Travels. I forgot, but it's like a time travel paradox movie. It's also sci-fi. Okay. Where there's an impending alien attack and they lose, and he has to like do some crazy Look shit. Look at through. Tom Cruise getting all these sci-fi he movies. Loves to do sci-fi. Oh, movies, hell yeah, man. cool yeah. man. And so I really want to see that one as well. TV, not a big. I mean, see, I can I can speak to TV, but I can't even speak it. to movies. I'm, TV, man. It's not gonna be new. All right. But it's a new season. Game of Thrones. Yeah. Game of Thrones coming out this summer. I am stoked. I think we're going to see a little more dragon, a little bit more, you know, Daenerys. Hopefully we'll see some White Walkers. Yeah. Uh, probably not. <laughs> I hold the key to all that. The man. only thing is, you know, we, uh, we talked on one of our recent episodes about how they're going to take a considerable change in the plot progression. I already know what it is. What is it? Uh, I kind of don't want to say it because I I definitely know well, no. that this is what it's going to be. Take a guess. It's going to be Theon. Because Theon? Like, yeah, because in the book, Theon becomes Reek. Hey, and... don't spoil shit for people. <laughs> That's Spoilers. what I'm saying, yeah. So you, oh, so you based it on hasn't stuff come you out know. Yet. Yeah. Oh, like, okay. Like, I think that I, I think Emily that Blunt. Not... It's Tom Cruise and Emily Blunt. She's hot. Yeah, she's awesome. She's yeah. called Edge of Tomorrow. So anyway... But yeah, I, I think that I think that they're gonna bring back Theon. There's, there's a, like there's a couple things that are coming that's literally gonna destroy your mind. 
Like I remember, I thought they were going to for end. Game of Thrones. Yeah, I was like, at the end of season three, I was like, it's going to end this way. I know it is because this crazy <laughs> shit. happens. See, I don't have any pre- preconceptions about anything else other than I think they're going to bring back Theon because I don't think they did a good enough job in the show to show like how much of an ass he was. He's my, my most hated character. Yeah, and that's why, like in the book, whenever like he ends up getting freaking tortured, which that has happened in the show, so we can right. say that. Um, the biggest payoff. Yeah, you're like, hell yeah. You're like, Theon's getting it tortured. So hell good. yeah, I feel great so about good. this. But then, like, they didn't really do as good of a job of showing how much of an asshole he is in the show. So people are like, no, bring him back. I feel bad for oh, him. And it was just like, cough, damn it. Oh, well. Yeah, so. That's just the concern. That's what I think is going to happen, but it's just me. All right. Um, email number two. Do you want to read it? Since yeah, can, can I? Yeah, can I? Uh, I, I can. It, Go ahead and preface this. The lady actually uh, asked me to, to not refer to her entire name, so we're just going to call her Miss H. Keep it anonymous. But this is the first, Hip-hop like, anonymous. this is the first legitimate email that we got. It said, like, podcast question, and it was, like, from somebody that we didn't really know that well. So yeah. this is, like, legit. This is the person that I'm giving a big By shout By the way, out to. thank you. Yes, thank You've you, You've been Miss. immortalized in our mind. Yes, we will always remember this. So I will give you so many hugs. Basically, she's saying, my question for Witty Banner Boys is why do guys run from aggressive girls? Society's changed. It shouldn't be weird for a girl to be able to approach a guy, yada, yada, yada. But, like, I want to know why guys are weird about girls who are aggressive. Are they intimidated by me? What would you do if a girl approached you and asked you out? Help. Signing off, one lonely girl. Okay. So... And I have a very, like, I have a very particular opinion about this. This is a bro jive question. This is a bro jive. We're getting to bro jive territory. <laughs> I like it. That territory needs to be breached. We need yeah. to put our flag down. I'm down to put, stomp it out. Let's do it. Um, so in my, in my mind, there's, like, two types of guys. Okay. There's, like, the shy ones mm-hmm. and the confident ones, all right? Okay. And I honestly think nowadays it's nothing but shy guys. Yeah, it's – No one – Our like, balls have kind of been taken from us in a lot of to, ways. To be completely honest, I really think it is the dude's job to go up to a girl who you think is attractive and make the first step and make the effort. Even if it's a blundering, horrible effort, make it. And the fact that you made it is probably going to put you realms above what other people are doing. Okay. So if I'm a confident guy and a girl – aggressive girl approaches me – I'll probably be able to take it in stride. But yeah, when- but do you feel like she's taking away from your your role? No. See, that's what I and that's that's kind of what I was gonna bring up with my point is like, I think that some guys get caught up in like I'm the man, I need to do this, I need to be the person who's you know initiating this conversation that's like basically leading leading the interaction, you know, but. Sometimes they're like get so caught off caught off guard by girls who will come up and like kind of you know just take take control. They're like, I know what I want. I'm going to do this, and so they're almost like I think they're taking a, it back. They don't know what to do with it. They don't know how to mis- I think there's a misconception with the fact that like you know people are like girls or girls don't know what they want, but guys like kind of do. Like no, guys don't know what they want either. No. I think there's sh- there's like shy dudes out there who, and I used to be one of them. Who don't talk to girls, right? And then they piss and moan about not having girls, right? And then they they just dream. It's a vicious cycle. Yeah. They dream about that one girl who's just going to like come up to them and like save them from their loneliness. And then when it happens, they're like so unused to it. They, they don't, don't know, know how to, to react. That they, like, it's not so much that they're put off by their, your aggression because you're aggressive. It's that they've probably never like seen it or even handled it before. They don't know, so how, they don't know how to react. Yeah, they don't know how to deal with it. And but, but I think also like one of the things that I want to say is there – I feel like there are two types of aggressive for girls because I think that there is kind of like the girl – who comes off as like, you know, confident and independent and knows what she wants kind of and like she's not afraid to kind of like get past all the gender roles that are kind of set out, you know, with most most approaches towards relationships. She's and and that's kind of the girl that, you know, I'm looking for. It's like, you know, if a girl comes up to me and she's kind of just like, yeah, hey, what's up? Are you going to buy me a drink? And it's not like a big deal, but she kind of like leads it. That's fine. I don't have a problem with that. It's like the girl who comes off like she's easy or like she doesn't really – she's not really wanting you. She's just like aggressive and she's just going to be like – She's just like you're a potential – Yeah. Like, you're like a dude, so I'll try you out. Like you're next. Yeah. You know, yeah. and you're like, I don't want to fuck with that girl, you know. And so I, I would say uh, a look at kind of who, who reached out to us. Mm-hmm. I think that you should take uh, a look at kind of how you're being aggressive. 
I think that if uh, I don't think there, there's anything wrong with you taking charge. If you see a guy that you want to go talk to, yeah, why, I don't think why that the you hell should. You have to sit there. And wait. Hell no, no. I think that if you know who you want to talk to, if you know what you want to say, what you want to do, you should be able to do it. And like, the, if that guy can't handle it, then he's not a man enough for you. But at the same time, I think you should look at how you approach it. You still have control. I want, yeah, I want people to be aggressive, not in the fact that it's just like, hey, I am blatantly hitting on you, and here's yeah. why. I want you to be, not you, but I think people should be more like, just have, go up there and be yourself, and if, and just like try to have a good conversation, and be like, be flirty, you know? Like, Don't make it easy, you know? Like, yeah. yeah just, like, if, if you connect, try to connect with somebody. Yeah. Go at them. Put yourself out there in the in the fact that like don't be like use your sense of humor. If you think something's mm-hmm. funny, like walk up there and be like, hey, let me read your palm. Oh, this line means you like to be jizzed in the face. <laughs> and if that's how you, if that's what you think is funny, and they end up laughing, bingo. See, like, yeah, you found and, that guy. And nothing makes a guy feel cooler about himself than making like a really cute girl laugh really hard. You know, like you, you feel like a badass when you made a girl like freaking laugh. Just don't, really yeah, hard. don't be afraid to approach people or approach men because like you're not supposed to approach them try to find a connection in some little way and then exploit it and see where it goes from there and miss h is a looker too so yeah. she's like she has she should have no problems i'm telling you okay so um you know that that would be our advice and I by think. the way we're not like experts <laughs> we're, not, we're not what you call ladies men but i i think but that this I is speak, our perspective no i think i can speak pretty um Pretty knowledgeably about this particular thing. Oh well, yeah, I'm just saying. Like, I, it's I don't know, it's cool to give our opinions I, because I feel like we're the yeah, average joke. Yeah, I mean, we're just whatever. Absolutely. Like we we've experienced kind of some of the stuff that you know every other guy has we've experienced. Been so. out, man. I've definitely experienced. I've cried in the fish. shower for four hours. <laughs> all right, I'm afraid to say it. I, uh, you know, I, I've had my fair share of like aggressive girls that have come up to me and it's, it's different every time, you know, trying to deal with it. But like, I think that there are good ways to do it and bad ways to do it. You know, yeah. just same thing with dudes. I mean, I, nothing, nothing makes me more uncomfortable than like a super aggressive guy, like hitting on some girl that just doesn't want it. It's oh, not know. feeling it. You're like, Oh God. And that's what yeah. I'm saying. Like when, when it's obvious that you're being, you're hitting on somebody, it's typically the kind of thing like, Hey, what's up? Let me make, buy you yeah. a drink. Make it's it like, coy. Oh, cool. So yeah. you want to talk to me because you think I'm hot. Yeah. Great. Cool. You know? yeah. No, it's yeah. around like, Hey, uh, you come here often. A- ask a question. <laughs> like, you know, it, it's pretty amazing. Like you kind of, you kind of get these ideas that like, I need to say the perfect thing or I need to like start off the conversation can, in this right way. Start a conversation anyway. No, the any best, you, you want to know what the best way to start off a conversation with is, in my opinion is, Hey, what's up? Hey, how's it going? How's it going? And, and you know, like, I feel like sometimes, and this kind of even speaks more to guys. Like, if you're a guy and you think that you need to be like, so, you know, heaven dropped the, their name tag or whatever, you know, just some stupid. <laughs> dropped their name yeah, tag. Some stupid, like, pickup line that you think you're going to get a girl with. Like, no, dude, like, the girl that's going to be, the girl that's going to, or the guy that can come up and just confidently be like, hey, what's up? How's it going? Like, what are you up to tonight? That's the kind of guy that she's say, going home and like dreaming about. Because will, like the cool, confident guy that can just be like, my, oh, my strategy was always, and here's setting the tone of flirtatiousness. I would always love to say like, "Hey, I saw you from over there. I thought you're super cute. Had to come, I talk, had to to come talk to you. Had to come. You know? Compelled to exactly. come talk to you. So, hi, I'm so and so. Tell me something about. So go out there like, hey, I thought you're really cute. Tell me one interesting, one interesting thing about you. And if they can come up and be like, um, sometimes I like you put to them do on that. the spot like yeah, that. Yeah, put them they, on the spot. But they freak out sometimes. Oh, good. Well, then fuck them. One of those girls, like I was, I was talking to this like 26, 27 year old girl up in Houston, and I was like, so, uh, what do you like to do? And she was I don't just know what I like to overcome do. <laughs> by that question. She had no idea. It's like I was like. How can you go out at night and not expect somebody to ask you what you like to do? Come on. Uh, thank you so much for the email. Thank you, Miss H. You are a blessing. I hope it helped. Seriously, yeah. I hope that we can help you out. All right, so that's what episode 15 is in the bag. Boop, 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 boop. Bop. How do you feel about it? Feel good? I feel, I feel good. Great. I mean, especially with this nice beer in hand. Oh, let's review the beer. Let's do it. All right, give it a number, dude. How are you feeling? Okay. Hold on. Oh, he's taking another swig. He's smelling it. It's opened up a little bit it's more. It really so I can, has. Can get that last one. Um, I'm going to give this a 7.5. I think it's better than average for sure. Seven. I think 7 is, for me, is better than average. 5 should be the average. 5 should be the average. Uh, so this is a 7.5. It's better than most beers that we've had on the show. I agree with that. Mm-hmm. But I don't think that it's, I don't think it's standout enough for me to give it an 8. 
So mm. that's my that's my take. I'm trying to think of what other beers I've rated so I can like ballpark it. I mean, you don't have to have like a, a consistent schedule that yeah, you keep. I mean, it's true. just uh, from time to time. Knee jerk, I'm giving it an eight. Knee jerk eight. I'm giving it an eight. That's like, fine. I was, I was, I was definitely considering such an eight. a light, refreshing beer that I feel like if I was at a bar and they had that, and I, this is what I was, I was looking for a light one, I'd go with it. It was unexpectedly good. Yeah, yeah, that too, and that helps. Yeah, it helps a lot. Dale's Pale Ale. Dale's Pale Ale by what was it? Oh, oh Oscar, Oscar. Blue. Oscar Blue. Oscar Blues Brewery, Colorado. 8.0, 7.5. Yeah. Witty Banter. It is written in the stones. Yes, sir. You can find Witty Banter at... Where can we find... Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Where are we right now? Facebook.com slash Witty Banter. Where is my mind? Yeah. Bodaciouschase.com. We post all the episodes there. You can also subscribe to us on iTunes. It's the easiest way to do it. You just hit subscribe. All the new episodes show up and download automatically. I am at Bodacious Chase on Twitter. Hunter is at Diesel Dorset. He also has a cl- SoundCloud. SoundCloud slash Hunter Dorset. Mm, you can go find listen. There. Please email the show just like Mrs. H did and Max did. It is wittybantershow at gmail.com. We also have a new picture up for our show, so you should be checking that out whenever you check out this podcast app. Feast your looking balls on that one. I'm pretty proud of that one. I made that one. It looks fantastic. Nice beer clanking. You're going to like the clankity clanks. (laughs) (laughs) Yep. Thank you so much. Until next time, we don't really know what it is, but uh, this has been Witty Banter. As soon as possible. We'll be here. We love you. Goodbye. Goodbye. He is a visit at the studios. We thank you for listening with your time in the minutes. Appreciate much. We do for your patience and the rubbing shows. And that's good to tell you, Peter. Get it.